Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great. Thanks for joining us for another episode. As you probably know by now, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and myself where we review a listener-submitted minute of content from a movie, TV show, or something else we haven't seen before and talk about it, try to figure out what's going on. John, what are we looking at today? Today we're discussing a clip from Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, submitted by Simone. Great, and this week's episode is actually brought to you by the newest addition to the Minimum Fun Network, the What's the Deal podcast, where John and I do a deep dive into a subject area suggested by a listener for an hour-long episode each week. Um, I'm especially excited about episode one, where we try to answer the question, what's the deal with airline food? Uh, If there's something that you really wonder what's the deal about, uh, send us an email at whatsthedealpodcast at gmail.com, and it may just end up as an episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? <laughs> I forgot, Paul. What um, what did we find out was the deal with airline food? Or would that be spoilers for the... Uh... No, well, not to spoil the first episode too much, but I really get stuck in my Seinfeld impression, and it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> okay. That's kind of... Okay. That's where nope. I thought it was going to go. Yep. All right. Um. So... <laughs> uh. I, I've never seen this movie, Paul. Have you? What's our level of familiarity here? I, I've never seen it. Uh, I think I have seen three Marilyn Monroe movies. This is not one of them. Um, I think I've seen. Oh, I just smacked my lips. That's gonna be. That's gonna be picked up there. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I've seen uh, Marilyn Monroe. Uh, Some like it hot. Is that a Marilyn Monroe? That's yeah, right. I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> So, okay. so that's it for me. So not a lot. Good. Well, we're coming in pretty uh, pretty empty there. Quick intro to the scene. Uh, we see a man and a woman who appear to be a couple discussing marriage with who, who appears to be the man's husband. Um, they're in, well, we'll talk about what the scene looks like, but it's, it's just a conversation. All right. And uh, so, Paul, uh, I think we should do a script read. I think we have to, John, because you do a spot-on Marilyn Monroe impression oh, for yeah, someone okay. who's only ever seen one of the movies. It's great. <laughs> well, you know, I, I do just sit in front of a mirror and try and do Marilyn Monroe impressions. So, Well, okay, uh, we've got three characters, the father, uh, Marilyn Monroe, and then the husband or fiancé fellow who we're calling Glasses. Yep. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. <clears throat> Have you got the nerve to stand there and expect me to believe that you don't want to marry my son for his money? It's true. Then what do you want to marry him for? I want to marry him for your money. There. Oh, Lorelei. Don't you see? That's why we have to have his consent, silly. Well, at least now we're getting down to brass tacks. You admit that all you're after is money. No, I don't. Aren't you funny? Don't you know that a man being rich is like a girl being pretty? You might not marry a girl just because she's pretty, but my goodness, doesn't it help? And if your daughter would, uh, if you had a daughter, wouldn't you rather see uh, she didn't marry a poor man? Well, I was just. You didn't want to have. Uh, <laughs> you'd want her to have the most wonderful things in the world and be very happy. Oh, why is it wrong for me to want those things? Well, I concede that. Say, they told me you were stupid. You don't sound stupid to me. I can be smart when it's important. 
but most men don't like it. Scene. That last line is weird. Yeah, I I actually listened to the next line, which is uh, where she does say her husband's name. Oh well, I, then... I no, spoilers, spoilers. I didn't okay. see it. Not a problem. But I, I'm just saying, like, like it it ends up in a happier place than like. But most men don't let. Don't get me wrong; it's still a a, a damning line. <laughs> uh, but right. uh, but but there's a there's an up to it, I guess. That's good. Good to know. Um, jeez, John. Well, what is your first response to the scene? What's your main takeaway? Um. Well, I I okay. So I suppose it's a question because mm. it's definitely where are they. Like, what is this place? Because the the actual location and stuff is, it looks like a big, n- like, nightclub, but all the chairs are up. I, I don't know. I can't figure it out. Yeah, my theory there is that the father is the owner of this jazz club. Uh, I think okay. that's what it is. And they're coming up to him after hours. The last set has just ended. Um, the reefer madness has died down. And they're <laughs> talking to him now about this proposal. I'm imagining a knob that that you that just like turns down the reefer madness. The reefer madness, yeah. Right in the middle of the show, you turn it up to eleven. The police come yeah. in, and they're like, "Well, wait a minute, sir." Yeah, it's a little like, too this mad. Go past three. <laughs> yeah, let's keep the reefer madness to a three. This is a family yeah. establishment. This, this is a family jazz club. <laughs> I'm sure that exists. It probably does now. I don't know if it did at this at this time. Um, no, probably not. Well, John, my initial reaction was, is it brass tax or brass tax, the expression? And I, I intentionally didn't look it up, meaning tax as in taxes or tax as in the things you would pin something to a board with. I think it's brass tax as in like, <laughs> good Lord, <laughs> is this podcast going to be us trying to differentiate phonetically tax and tacts? Ta- I can't even do it. Anyway, uh, tax as in, I think, things that you pin put to a board. I think of it, brass tax, because I think of, like, um, I don't know. Because brass tax definitely sounds like it's, it'd be a thing. Like, I have a feeling that there is some sort of, like... Oh, there's a tax uh, on brass. Yeah. A tax on brass, yeah. Um, but uh, But brass tax... I feel like... A tax on brass would be the way that I would say that. I mean, I get that mm-hmm. it would be a tax on brass. It just seems like a, a, a what would that be? Not a metaphor. Just a saying. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, a saying wouldn't be referencing taxes for the most part. Like, unless it's like death and taxes or like directly referencing right. taxes. I feel like brass tack, tax, <laughs> good lord. <laughs> Well, if anybody's still the listening, audio... you can tweet at us, uh, whichever <laughs> the answer tech. is. Uh, no, I, I feel like I feel like it has to be the object tact. Well, no, I, I always thought it was taxes because I feel like you usually hear that phrase as it relates to money. But either way, hmm. we'll figure it out later. We have a no Googling policy um, during and before the show, as you might know by now. It's because we both have giant keyboards and yep. it would deafen everyone if we pressed a key. That's essentially what it is. All right, John, so we've talked about the scene a little bit. I actually find that there's not too much to say about what I'm pretty sure is a jazz club beyond it. It kind of looks like a jazz club. I don't think it plays into the 
to the interaction too much. What do you think? No, it doesn't, but it definitely sort of like flavors it a little bit. Like I kind of want to know what kind of guy the dad is because mm-hmm. like the son definitely looks sort of like, like, like a tax attorney. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of a goober, but like not, not, not ugly or anything like that. Like he, he looks like a, like, like a handsome young man. Uh, but he definitely has sort of like a more goobery sort of feel to him. Whereas the dad in his suit, like he's got a pocket square, he's got a purple tie. Like he definitely feels Looks a little, a little bit more, yeah, a little bit more stylish, I guess would be the way well, that I am. He definitely does. And the, uh, the woman looks exactly like Marilyn Monroe. Oh yes. No, uh, spitting image of her. Yeah, uh, it's a and weird very cool dress like it looks it looks like just as in place here as it would in like like a like sci-fi like futuristic sort of thing it's got like a high collar like sh- like over the shoulder thing but then mm-hmm. i don't know it's just very cool it's a cool dress that's definitely cool there's not too much to say about what the guys are wearing though so they're wearing suits. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're just wearing suits. Spoiler alert. This is a clip from when, 1950, 60-something? Uh, yeah. So they're wearing suits. Which is fine. Uh, just to close out on the, the jazz club, the scenery here, I think the real utility of it is just to demonstrate that the father is significantly wealthy, like wealthy enough to own a jazz club. Yeah. Do you think that this is his main business, or do you think that it's... um, mm. like like Like, do you think he's like real estate and also he loves jazz i think it's probably not his only business um the reason i'm saying that is i get the sense that the son works in the family business as like the accountant or yeah. in their accounts department and i don't think you need that many dedicated accounting staff if you know you just own a jazz club you need like one guy yeah that's true know. um i do think that at least Marilyn has just walked in from outside because she's holding, uh, holding like a fur coat mm. that she like puts in front of her when she like, uh, starts talking to the dad directly. And so I think that oh, I that might, I think, I think that means that she has at least entered in from outside. Uh, but the dad also seems to be holding something in well, his arm. Yeah, my my interpretation of that is that all three of them were there for a performance of some kind. I mean, the okay, dad and they're about he, to go out, right? And I think they just sort of um, came up to talk to the dad after the show, getting ready gotcha. to leave. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but maybe not. Um, well, we we should probably talk about the dialogue in this interaction here, John, because there's a lot to unpack. There is. There is. So, um. <laughs> Uh, so, um, what, what do you think? Oh, I guess you did write brass tags here. We're not getting back into that. Sorry. I'm just, I just, uh, script. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm just reading through the script. So, so I think that one of the things that I like about this is sort of like how she not only talks about like compares, men being rich to girls being pretty, but then also says that if you all, if you also had a daughter, wouldn't you also prefer that she didn't marry a poor man? Uh, and, and the father just seems like instantly like, Oh, well, okay. Yeah. You you got me there. (laughs) He he is Uh, incredibly impressed by her argument in a way that I think doesn't really check out. No, I, I don't think it does. Uh, however, I do like that she does have basically the, I mean, it's obviously written, 
Uh, this is fiction. Uh, but, uh, it, I do like how she has the exact argument to, like, dis, uh, you know, like, disarm him, basically. And then, why do you think people told him that she was stupid? Well, that's going to feed into my theory a little bit at the okay. end. Um, I think it's going to come back around to her being pretty, so people assuming that she's stupid. Okay. But, yeah. I gotcha. Now... I also kind of wonder the title of the actual movie is gentlemen prefer blondes. Mm. Like I'm kind of wondering if this is like about her, the way that she presents herself in order to not, not manipulate, but sort of like, like take advantage of the, the world that she's in, in the, the most appropriate way possible. And so like, right. Uh, when this sort of shows like how smart she is relative to like what their expectations are. So like she's using sort of her understanding of how they perceive her to sort of undermine and get them to like, you know, do what they want, so to speak. And maybe this is her relationship with the one man who doesn't see her, uh, like uh, the you know doesn't see the way that she tries to present herself but rather maybe more of herself well we, we we can unpack that more uh oh yeah our, sorry this in is... our theories section john you've, you've spoiled but in any case I, I think you're right and i think that's germane to a lot of marilyn monroe movies in, in a way that doesn't really land for me watching it in this day and age it makes me think oh yeah no it's incredibly know. uncomfortable <laughs> yeah but but in any case let's unpack their um exchange a little bit more the First thing that strikes me is I can't tell if Glass is her uh, fiance when he says, There, oh, Lorelai. Like, is he meant to be crushed when Lorelai admits that she only wants to marry him for his father's money? Or no. is he like, No, why are you why are you dicking around? Why are you making jokes? I can't tell what his response is supposed to indicate. <laughs> why are you dicking around, Lorelai? Um, no, Constantly. I think yeah, constantly. You're constantly dicking around, Lorelai. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I think that maybe I interpreted it as he thought she was going to say what he wanted her to say. Like, no, I'm not marrying him for uh, for your money, uh, for his money. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to marry him for your money. I think he was trying to say, no, I'm marrying him for love. And then he goes right. there. And then he goes like, oh, Lorelai. Uh, because I think... And, but I, I think he is, like, exasperated by that response because he thinks it's the wrong response. But then she immediately sort of, like, disarms her, her, his father in a way that I don't think he expected. You know, it, it's true that she disarms him that way. But if we're looking strictly at this minute, like, not mm-hmm. bringing in any of our own interpretations of, you know, film more broadly and what we expect to happen, she never admits that she's interested in anything more than his father's money. She never also says... But also, I love him. Yeah. Well, it's I think implied. it's implied by... I think it's implied by... Um, don't you know that a man being rich is like a girl being pretty? You might not marry a girl just because she's pretty, but my goodness, doesn't it help? So she's not just marrying him because he's rich. Well, she she might not just be. Because you might not marry a girl just because uh, she's pretty. That's true. I mean, <laughs> I and, guess, and clearly... I guess... I guess, uh, I guess <laughs> It unravels there. It really does. I mean, clearly we're supposed to interpret that they also do love each other. And I'm sure that's shown other places in the movie. Yeah. But we're only shown a minute. So that's a jump that we're making. 
Yeah. And I think that's also, hilarious. Like, I think we also want Marilyn Monroe to be sort of the heroine of this and not sort of like either a victim of society that then has to marry exclusively for money or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or uh, the the sort of like manipulator and like therefore like the, I don't know, like the the con artist or whatever like we right. like we want we want her and i to and i'm, to I'm sure the, that's what's happening in the movie yeah i i mean i i don't i don't know there's we've seen a lot of sort of really skewed <laughs> social commentaries mm-hmm. in these in these older movies so far i mean well, well that's uh, true too i mean like you know was it even a loon last week i don't even know anymore so you're right it was a loon <laughs> <laughs> but I like that voice a lot, Paul. It was very good. <laughs> I'm going to keep it. Bring bring it back every episode. So, John, yeah. um, w- when she does present this argument to the father, do you think she's intentionally taking a very capitalist approach, trying to like relate to him on a uh, oh. like a, a businessman kind of level? I kind of I kind of like that. Like she's like mano a mano. Like you know, here is the sort of like here's the here's the actual yeah here's the brass tacks. Uh, it's up to the listener to decide which type of tax it is. Um, but yeah, and so like, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe she's like, I kind of wonder if this whole movie is about her, like, changing her arguments to fit the people around her. She kind of sounds like a weird, like, debate club anime hero, uh, if (laughs) if that's what it is. Uh, where it's literally her deciding, like, oh, this is how I should be able to win this argument or something like that. I don't know. I think that would be kind of fun. Like, she just goes around and argues with people. John, do debate clubs feature heavily into animes? Uh, no, but I guarantee you that there is a anime or manga in which is all about a debate club, where the protagonist happens to be amazing at debating, but uh, doesn't want to do it because of some sort of, like, horrible backstory about losing a friend over <laughs> debating, and then uh, is forced to join the club through extortion or something, and then mm. finally uh, ends up competing against the very friend he lost uh, originally in the debate club through some sort of, like, you know, hero revi- uh, uh, rival sort of thing. And if not, you know, reach out to us if you want to be part of that <laughs> new anime John's going to executive produce. Um, yep. John, there's there's two more things that I want to say here. The first is, did you notice that at the 59-second mark, we clearly see the guy with glasses staring at Marilyn Monroe's ass for, like, <laughs> several seconds? Oh, yes. No, I'm I'm deciding whether or not he's staring... Uh, she he's staring at her. He is leering at his at his bride to be, uh, which with a downward I, sort of angle. Yes, definitely downward angle. Not in like a very romantic sort of thing. More not in subtle. a no, more no a lustful sort of thing. And I do kind of wonder, um, because I think some like it hot. That's a black and white movie, right? And I don't know if this has been turnerized, and that's why it's in color because we are seeing it in color, um. Or if it's actual color film, because I think mm. Some Like It Hot's in black and white, and therefore I think that's the older. I'm I'm betting Some Like It Hot is the first Marilyn Monroe film, or at least the first big one, maybe, uh, because that would make this one slightly later. I wonder if she's like a, a huge sex icon right now, and basically it's Hollywood, so everybody's a skis ball. It must have been really hard to be Marilyn Monroe. It's kind of what I'm saying here. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, I can't weigh in much beyond that. John, I, I have one more 
thing that I want to bring up before we get into theories. Is there anything else that you're taking from the scene? Hmm. Uh, not really. I feel like there's there's a lot to the scene, but the dialogue is the most fun part. Yeah. Uh, and but like I I do love the actual physical location. Like I I I'd go there. Like I I kind of want to like visit this place because it's oh yeah it was it's definitely shot in, scene. yeah shot in an actual nightclub definitely yeah and the dialogue itself is shot well. Uh, so yeah, so I'm I'm interested in the place. I just don't know. Uh, anything else that it really gives us beyond the dialogue right now. True, true. All right, Jonathan, my last question before we get into the theories is, do gentlemen prefer blondes, and if so, why? Um, so, I, <laughs> I, have, I have no idea, Paul. I, I obviously do not prefer blondes, uh, considering I've literally never dated any blonde person. Uh, how about you, Paul? Are you asking if I've dated a blonde person or if <laughs> yeah, I know why I, I gentlemen guess, prefer or blondes? Or you prefer blondes? Is there something something Becky gets over here from the other room now? <laughs> you know, I don't think that gentlemen actually do prefer blondes. And since it feeds into my um, theories a little bit, I'm not going to get into it now. I just wanted to see what you would say. Okay. Okay. I uh, I would like to stipulate uh, Lucy is very frustrated with me because she says uh, she's blonde, but she's she's like a she's a redhead, which she constantly tells people and reminds people. She's a strawberry blonde. So apparently, apparently there's a there's gradients that I don't understand in the world. Well, uh, that, I mean that that is an interesting question. Is do gentlemen prefer blondes of all types? Do they just prefer strawberry blondes? What constitutes a gentleman? We'll, we'll unpack it all I mean, later. the other side of this is, is, like, Marilyn Monroe not, like, a platinum blonde? Like, it's a very specific blonde, isn't it? Like, because, yeah. like, I feel like not uh, not a lot of people have that exact specific hair color without, like, coloring hair. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, that's definitely true. I tried to find wordplay in there, and I did not find it. <laughs> Didn't work, so let's move no. on to the theories, John. Um, why don't you go first? All right, so my theory... Um, well, we put in bread into the oven. Uh, <laughs> John, tell us more about this bread. Okay, it is a uh, artisan uh, bully. I don't know. It's, uh, it's part of our five-minute-a-day bread, and oh. basically we just keep a big old batch of bread dough in the fridge, and mm -hmm. whenever we want some bread, we uh, let it rise for 20 minutes and then pop it in the oven with a cup of water, and it creates amazing artisan bread. I can uh, put a link to the recipe on our show notes. <laughs> I was going to say, John, where can people go to listen to your new bread-making podcast? <laughs> My new bread... What do you mean? I thought, Paul, I'm su I swear to God, I think we've had an idea for just a bread-making podcast before on here. I think it was one of the... Uh, what is it? No Fun Podcast? What's our podcast community called again? John, we're going to lose all of our sponsors if you can't remember <laughs> that we're part of the Minimum Fun Network. Minimum Fun Network. That's it. The Minimum Fun Network. Uh, yes. I think we have a bread podcast on there already. <laughs> along, All right, along John. With, along with We Can Can Cook with Yan. Or <laughs> Yan Can Cook, Can You? Yes, that's it. Yan Can. I'm so sorry, Paul. I'm just not on top of it today. I'd like to apologize not only to our sponsors, but also to our Finnish listeners. Just on Toxie. On Toxie, John, yes. Can, can you jump into the theories? What do you think is going on here? Um. So I think. I think that um, this is like spot death. <laughs> I have no idea where this is in the movie because it's a clip, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that this is spot dab in the 
I think this is beginning middle uh, of the movie. Okay. Uh, I'm not entirely certain that this is, in fact, the gentleman that she ends up marrying. Oh, interesting. Uh, and I say that simply because he has only one line in probably one of the most important scenes. If this is, like, later in the movie, he like, he has no lines. And I'm mm. fine with that. Like, I don't care that he doesn't have lines. I just think that, that like, she doesn't really look at him that much. And so, like, part of me thinks that maybe this father is more of the important character, not just in the scene, but maybe in the movie. So maybe uh, what ends up happening is... Uh, their marriage falls through, but she ends up working at this jazz club uh, or something like that, hmm. uh, and then is able to find her uh, one true love uh, in the jazz club or something. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that's a good estimate. Like, uh, like I, I've got a lot of different ideas for this, but I think that's because mm-hmm. this scene can be injected into a lot of different movie types. Like, I, I think uh, I'm sure, pretty yeah. sure this is a comedy, so. That's why I kind of think that this scene going so well means that it's near the beginning because it usually like means that it's got to unravel later on. Whereas like, you know, meeting the father and getting his consent and stuff like that, that feels like um, it feels like something that would happen at the very end, but not in the scene like this. Not so easily, so to speak. Uh, granted, okay. we don't see him give her consent. Maybe this is a movie where at the very beginning she goes to get consent and then he gives her like them both like criteria on how to get his consent. And then the rest of the movie is like them running around trying to meet like his expectations in some way. Well, um, it could be true. Yeah. Which would also be kind of a, a funny movie, but like, you know, not, not a very, not a very like socially conscious movie, but definitely a funny one. Um, but yeah, so those are my guesses. How about you, Paul? Well, my theory is quite a bit different. I think the the principal difference is that I think this is happening right at the end. I think this is pretty close to the conclusion. I, I think on the surface, it's a movie about men preferring blonde women. Um, but I think the underlying theme of the movie is really going to be it's about blondes preferring gentlemen. Oh. And, and I'm not even really joking with that. I think we start off with a backstory about Marilyn Monroe. She's a sort of high society type in a way that relates to this jazz club, maybe she might actually work there, um, but maybe I think she's just in attendance there, meeting a lot of men who consider themselves to be gentlemen, but they're really kind of sleazy and they're not really great. All of them prefer her because she's an attractive blonde, so she's getting a lot of attention, but she wants a real gentleman, like a gentleman. So um, gotcha. this is the first actually nice gentleman, nice guy that she meets. She prefers him. Probably he doesn't believe it. We get a lot of scenes of her sort of chasing him, which is, I guess, a, a role reversal like that, that. That's maybe is funny. funny. Yeah, and then I think they get together. His father is way overly impressed that she's not an idiot. And um, they end up getting married, and they kind of just are happy together. That's that's really good, Paul. I actually really like that movie idea. I think it's probably uh, just the movie that we see. At least I hope it's that. I, I, always I really hope, hope it's it a second level. I, yeah. That's a that's a good movie. Like, I love the, the play on words for the title. Uh, you know, Blondes Prefer Gentlemen. Uh, oh, that's so good. Because, like, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes is definitely the sort of, like, sort of title that's going to get people into the seats. Right. But then uh, Blondes Prefer Gentlemen is definitely going to be the sort of, like, what I kind of expect is the moral fortitude of, like, movies of this era. Not necessarily good moral (laughs) fortitude, but, like, what they think is good morality, so to speak. Well, Um, 
Can can you recommend either of the films we've described then, John? Oh man, I seriously want to watch this movie now because that sounded really good, Paul. And also, like, I think Marilyn Monroe seems like kind of a cool actress. Uh and I like old movies. We've we've been over that a thousand times. How about you, Paul? I don't actually love Marilyn Monroe films. Um I don't think they age especially well, and I think if you're watching them for the first time, like in this day and age, they they can come across a little bit weird. The stereotypes come through pretty clearly, and the the lessons can be a little awkward. Where you see you, Marilyn manipulating the system, kind of in in one way or another, playing to stereotypes to do it. At least that's been yeah. true in the couple that I've seen. They're always fun, uh, and if you can sort of consider the film in the era in which it was made, I think they're good. Um, but yeah. I don't no, think you it, can just go in and expect it to be a great, fun, easy watch necessarily. No, there's always uh, some like, you know, sort of uh, social gymnastics <laughs> that you yeah. have to do uh, to to sort of get to it. I mean, like for all I know, we go into this and like two scenes in, there's like blackface or something. And well, that's... The, yeah, you, you never really know, and and that's no. always true in older movies. And I maybe I'm being overly harsh there, but no, I'm sure it's a great film. It's a very famous one. Uh, you should probably watch it. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, then, then I guess you should probably nothing like a glowing, glowing review by Paul. You should probably watch it. That's the best you get for me. All right, John. Yep. Anything else about this clip for you? No, I think it's great. Uh, thank you very much uh, to Simone uh, for this clip. Yep. Thanks for submitting, and thanks to uh, Alex for your submission as well, which we're not going to be able to use because I've seen the lobster pretty recently um otherwise it would have been a great one it did uh, look really good it yeah. looked looked funky so you're on the right track please submit another one um and another big thanks to mango for stepping in last week to co-host i think it turned out really well and we had a lot of fun yeah much appreciated thank you very much as you can tell uh, i don't know if i've left in any coughs accidentally but i've also been sick so it was like a one-two punch of like family in town and also being sick so mango covered our butts for that well my butt for that one thanks mango Great. If you want to support the podcast, you can always review us on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Reach out to us at the Minute Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at MinutePod. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever new hip thing the kids are using these days. <laughs> this episode was hosted by Paul Reberg and John Ward, produced by John Ward, with theme music by Paul Reberg. Thanks. I hope we see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Holy crap, you made it to the end, we'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast. Right, John, before I stop recording, I wanted to say that you didn't even laugh that I named Marilyn Monroe Pennsylvania Limbeau. I didn't know what that meant, and so I didn't know <laughs> if I should call it out. What, what does it mean? Well, it doesn't mean anything. It's just like Marilyn is almost like Marilyn. Oh, and Monroe oh. sounds like Lumbo. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to stop recording now. Oh, no, I love that. <laughs>